Welcome back to the Balance Rolly Podcast. This is the Luminaries Edition. I am your host, Nikita Rinthigpen, and we are dedicating this episode to an outstanding woman who inspires, influences, and ignites a better tomorrow with the courageous work that she is implementing today. First of all, let me back up and just say that I love, 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 love this chick. She is super extra dope with all kinds of magic on top from her style to her flair to her brilliant, beautiful mind, my friend, Nikki Nash. Welcome to the Balance Bowley Podcast, my love. Thank you so much for having me here. And I actually, when you said mind, I thought you were going to say hair because it would have rhymed perfectly. (laughs) I love this. This is genius. This is why you market your genius, pun intended. Tell them why that's a pun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Market Your Genius is the name of my pretty much everything. It started off as a book idea that I had and pitched to a publisher, which they picked up. So it's the name of my upcoming book. And it's also the name of my podcast. And so it's, it's a name that's near and dear to my heart because I believe that everybody has a genius and you can absolutely market and monetize it. I have to say, you know, because I follow you like a, a good old professional friend stalker, right? And <laughs> and when I see your interviews, because you are featured in a lot of places, a lot of places from the Hay House levels of things and Instagram and on all those platforms through all kinds of very amazing podcasts. And I noticed with your podcast titles, people actually use the title of your company slash your podcast slash your book all the time. I'm like... Nikki Nash, market your genius. Nikki Nash, market your genius. Talk about true branding, which I wasn't even going to go there, but you are like super brand delicious. And I would love for you to share a little bit about why you chose to do things this way when what the way that you show up in the world is to help other people create their genius and market it as well. I love it. And the first thing I would say about being brand delicious and branding things is that it all starts with you being a hundred percent yourself because things that people tend to quote me on are things that yeah. I just naturally say that I don't even think about. Like I remember um, you quoted me one time and I was like, yeah, do you boo. And I forget what I was talking about, <laughs> but I say that often, usually talking about, you know, coming up with your marketing strategy or plan or, you know, creating content in a way that's right for you because there are so many different ways to do it. But I say things and people pick up on it. You know, I, I say marketing's just like dating. And when you consistently show up as yourself and say the same thing over and over and over again, like that's what really makes a brand because ultimately a brand is what other people think about your business. It's the words that come to mind. It's the feeling that comes to mind. And so when you can show up as yourself, especially if you're building a personal brand business and when yeah. you can, or if you're like the spokesperson for your business, when you can show up consistently, like the two words are consistently, consistently. And as much as I have a love hate relationship with the word authentically, like it's the right word for this. So it's like, you have to show up authentically you and consistently. And that's what really makes a brand. And for me, the name market your genius was something that just was a gut feeling. I was like, this is what I need to call my book. This is what I need to call things. And I remember when I first started saying it, there were a couple of people that were like, I don't know if that's right. And, you know, and I just kind of was like, you know, I don't care because I have a gut feeling that I want to use this. And what ended up happening is a lot of people are like, yeah, like go out there, market your genius. It's something that can be a, like a sentence in and of itself, as well as the name of a brand. And so I think that that's really 
like the beginning of of creating a brand is is really having those two core factors of um being you and trusting your gut you know and being consistent with it now i love that because i have to say that with all the noise especially now because of the way the world has shifted due to global pandemic things in this new era that it's kind of shifted us into there's a lot of people coming to the online business space right and there's confusion and chaos and noise and a lot of that noise is coming from people being told by so many other people what they should do with their brands and their baby baby businesses and how they should do it and they're not really willing to tap into their intuition and their gut feeling as you said it to really say like this is this is the seat of my being this is where i want to have my jumping off off point whether i make a lot of mistakes in the process or not this is really what feels true to me. So instead, they, they're they coming in and they're being pulled by whatever guru is leading them at the time, you know, for the funnel things and the, the sales marketing things and the show up live every four hours things, you know, whatever that, whatever that case is. And then they get really exhausted and burnt out super quick, which burnout will happen to all of us. God knows I'm the first partaker. It has definitely happened to me and lots of layers of my business and in my life, just trying to be me and figuring out how to, you know, make the world see that and uh, allow it to be digestible and, and palatable. But when you add in other people's noise and other people's voices to that, it can be super exhausting and make you feel like you don't have genius. You're not really sure because you're good at a lot of things, but don't feel like you're the master at any. And I know you have a lot of clients that you work with with from Fortune 500 companies down to smaller businesses that come up a lot for them. How are you supporting them with with that kind of noise and, um, you know, that all over the all over the place mindset chatter that's happening in their marketing? Yeah. I mean, the first place I always like to start is just acknowledging where it is possibly coming from. And I get it. I remember when I started my business and I wanted so badly for this business to work. You know, I quit a full time job. I was, because I was miserable, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I got to a point where my soul wasn't being fulfilled and I knew it. And I was really doing a disservice to myself and the company by staying because I was not happy. And it's not like the company drastically changed. It was that I always knew I shouldn't say like, while I was working there at my last gig, I knew that I wanted to start my own thing. And I knew that when I took the job. And so it was just delaying the inevitable. And I was more miserable throughout the process. So when I started this business, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't look like an idiot. I need to make sure this works. I was living in Boston, like downtown Boston in a, an apartment that was probably like two grand a month. I was like, I need to be able to afford my life right now. And so there was just so much pressure for this thing to work. And yeah. when you put that much pressure on yourself, you start going, okay, well, I'm going to look at this person who says that they're making six figures or says that they're making multiple millions of dollars or says that they have, you know, an eight figure business and I'm going to like pay attention to what they're doing. And I need to, um, you know, do exactly what they said to do or mm -hmm. exactly what worked for their business. And the reality is whatever business you have, there is more than one path to the destination that you want to get to. And Amen you have to find the path that's going to work best for you. Like if I took the same exact messaging and the same exact programming as somebody else in my industry, it would not work. Like it just wouldn't work because I'm not that person. It wouldn't be true for me. People who need to hear my message and why I'm here wouldn't get to hear it or even resonate 
with what I'm saying because I'm not saying things that are mine. You know, I'm just yeah. pulling from other people. And I get it's that. Hating. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I get that beginning need to like, oh my gosh, this needs to succeed. This person's succeeding. I should follow exactly what they say and exactly what they do. But the whole point of being an entrepreneur or like a big piece of it is being along for this interesting journey where you're figuring out what really works for you. What is your unique selling proposition or your unique positioning in the marketplace Mm -hmm. or your unique message? What is different about you and how are you going to communicate that to the people that need to hear you and how are you going to do it in a way and grow your business in a way that makes sense for you and that feels good to you? Because at the end of the day, you probably didn't build a business to be miserable, right? You didn't build a business to work more than you worked in a full-time job and make less money. Right, right. Right? So it's really about where I start with people is really understanding what it is that they're really looking to accomplish and are they willing to go after that, even if it means failing over and over and over and over again, possibly for five, six, seven, eight years before they hit success. Listen, Linda, listen, <laughs> all day long that you like, that was my history failing over and over and over again. until finally feeling like you hit the sweet spot, you're in your zone of genius. And now you feel very uh, aligned with marketing that genius. Something that was in your book um, that really stood out for me was, um, right, it might have been somewhere between chapter one and chapter three, where you talked about your GPS and really being mindful of knowing where you want to go. Like you may not know exactly how to get there. That's why they have experts and consultants and coaches like you that can guide you with the quote unquote blueprint of how to get there. But you have to know where you want to go. And I would love for you to share like what made you decide to kind of start with that angle? Because, you know, from a therapist standpoint, I'm like, yes, we got to know what the problem is so we can help you, boo. But (laughs) from a a marketing angle, you may not necessarily, if you're not familiar with, you know, the business world, you may not have thought of it that way. Because some people are just trying to figure it out and kind of build the airplane in the air, you know, not even knowing that it's an airplane that they're building. So I would love for you to share a little bit about that too. Yeah. It's, it's always interesting when people ask me, how should I market my business? My answer is usually, well, what are you trying to do? Like, what are your goals? Because, (laughs) you know, if you don't know where you're going, then we're just doing activities, you know, and, and not even just have goals, know why those are your goals. I remember, you know, working at corporate Um, sometimes we would have what I would call vanity goals, where it was, we needed to have a certain number of followers on a social media platform, but there was a strategic reason behind those vanity goals for that business. And it was very much around, you know, being picked up in the media or having more followers or the same or equal followers, um, as competitors, or we were going to pitch, you know, our strategy to be in trade publications. And in order to share what we were doing, we had to look like we had a, a big following, right? So Sometimes I speak to people and they're just saying, oh, I want to get more clients. I want like, that's a goal, right? Well, it's, it's a high level, at least destination, but, um, but in order for me to help you or really for anybody to help you, they need to know where you're going and what you want. And I, I use this example in the book, as you mentioned, where I'm like, you need to think of the book and consulting and coaching or any type of support you are getting as GPS, right? And which you have to know where you're going and then know where you are in order to get the roadmap to get there. Otherwise, you're just metaphorically driving around for the heck of it, right? 
Mm-hmm. You're just like doing stuff in your business to do stuff in your business. And you don't know what you're trying to accomplish or where you're trying to go. And um, I, I'm just a big believer in as, you know, listed, it's habit number two in Stevie, <laughs> Stephen Covey's uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's my favorite habit. It's begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm a really big believer in like, you have to have a clear picture of where the heck you're going at the beginning of your journey. Even if it's like, I only have a clear picture of where I'm going and need to be in the next three months or exactly. in the next six months or in the, and, and sometimes that clarity is so, uh, can seem very small. Like I just want to have by the end of like my next step or where I'm going is to have a very clear picture of what my product is or what my offering is. Okay, great. Then we know what we're, we know what success looks like. Success looks like having, you know, a minimum viable offer or product or something, right? Or I want a product where, you know, 50 people have tried it and tested it and I can then know what's working or not working or if this business is worth it, right? Those are destinations. Some people's destinations are I want a New York Times best-selling book, right? Like so, you know, your destination can be whatever is right for you but you have to have clarity around your destination because only then can you find the right next step for you, the right mentor or supporter for you, the right, you know, anything for you. You have to know where you're going first. Yeah, no, I love the way you broke that down because this comes up on the other side. You know, all the things I do with helping people create amazing love lives without dimming their ambition, you know, short way to say that, but this comes up in their relationships as well, right? Like they're like, I don't know. I just need to fix all these these challenges. My, my head is all over the place because most of the, the couples, the power couples that come to us are happy. Like on paper, they're happy. They, they have wildly successful businesses or at least they're thriving in that area. And that's part of why they're challenged in their home life because the wildly successful businesses have pulled so much of their energy to sustain and maintain and grow them that they haven't been able to prioritize themselves let alone whoever their forever love is, right? And typically when I'm talking with them in, in like a, a power couple consultation, I'm usually like, so what do you want? What do you want to get out of this? What do you want to do? They're like, I don't know. You know, and I'm like, okay, well, let's go to very succinct, small things. How much sex are you having now? And how much sex do you want to have? Like, I will take it really, really tangible to give them some perspective, kind of like that three month window that you said, like, well, where are you now? And where do you just want to be? In three months, okay, well, let's go six months, now let's go nine months, and kind of going down a rabbit hole. But something that comes up personally that I know comes up in business as well is when people feel like they've lost themselves, and they're not really sure who they're becoming in the business because maybe they're in a transition by the time they met you and they're like, well, I used to sell shoes and now I want to be a consultant for subscription boxes or, you know, or whatever the, the big kind of pivot or transition is. And they're kind of, they're not kind of, they're feeling lost with not just how to do that, but whether or not their old audiences will accept them in this new transition. So then there's identity issues that come up with like, oh, well, my previous audience saw me as this very serious, you know, person. And now I want to be more fun loving and creative. Are you getting a lot of that in the work that you do where people are having like actual identity crisis with how they want to show up in their, that word that you don't love authentic, you know, selves going forward? Is that happening for you too? Um, I definitely had an identity crisis as I was building this business, probably more than once, um, because it's especially when you're showing up and you're selling um, your services or your intellectual property or something that you know you created. When you're the main 
spokesperson, seller, or even your time is the product, right? Or service. Yeah. It could feel like a lot to um, be that visible, be that exposed. You know, a lot of people can feel and and you kind of can go through an identity crisis where whether it's am I I don't want to only be known for this one thing or right. I'm now known for that thing and I don't want to be known for that thing anymore. And what I always try to remind people, and I had to really remind this to myself. That's not really a word. I really had to tell <laughs> myself this. I was like, how do I finish that sentence? Anyway. <laughs> I make up words all the time, Nikki, so it's it's totally fine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm down with making up words. I've, I'm pretty confident I've done that in more than one podcast episode <laughs> where I just straight up made up words. Um, but what I try to remind people is that this is a journey. And it's a marathon, not a sprint. And when you look at the careers of anybody that seems to be like a huge name today, right? And it does not need to be in the industry you're in at all. Like I, I mentioned in the book, you know, talking about, um, you know, Will Smith or Matthew McConaughey <laughs> or, uh, you know, even Oprah. You know, there are people who they were known for one thing or they got their start in one thing and that evolved. You know, Matthew McConaughey was doing a ton of romantic comedies you know, before he really got accepted as a, you know, drama <laughs> star, you know, <laughs> in, in those types of uh, productions. And um, it didn't happen overnight. And it's okay to be known for one thing and, and get your name out there and then pivot and switch. And yeah, yeah. there may be some people who loved his romantic comedies and didn't love his dramas. Okay. But there were also people that were like, oh, cool. You pivoted. You did a switch. You did this new thing. That's cool. I'm sure there were people who loved Will Smith rapping and maybe didn't love his acting or maybe vice versa. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's just remembering that you are a multifaceted person. You know, you're not yeah. just one thing and it's okay to just show one area of yourself for a while or show one of your expertise for a while to build a name for yourself, to break through, you know, the clutter and the noise and everything else out there so that people even remember and know your name. You know, like I'm not, I'm great at marketing. I love marketing. Is marketing going to be the only thing I speak about for the rest of my life? No. Right. I don't even only speak about it now, but, um, but I do publicly, you know, because that's, I have to build a reputation and a name and a brand. And so what I really encourage people to realize is when they're going through what feels like an identity crisis and, or, oh my goodness, I'm known for this thing and I want to completely pivot and will people follow me? You know, just again, show up as yourself and say, hey, people, I've been talking to you about this. You know, I have an interest or one of the things that I've learned across my journey or one of the things that I'm also passionate about is this. I am going to be openly speaking about this or building this other business if you would like to follow me on that journey, if you would like to be a part of this new business, if you would like to, you know, buy this book on a completely different topic, then hop on board, join in, you know? And contrary to probably a lot of belief, I have the desire, you know, my first book is, it's a nonfiction business book, right? 
Yeah. I also know that I love, I have so many ideas in, on fiction books. I know I have a desire to write a children's book. In fact, I, I have one outlined just because the idea came to me. And so I just put it in a notebook. It's like my ideas book to, to address it at a different time. And I have no intention of doing any of this under different names. It's going to be Nikki Nash, the chick who wrote a business book, a fiction mm-hmm. book, a children's book. I wrote poetry as a kid. I may whip out a poetry book, you know? Um, who knows, but that's who I am. And that's, I love creating. And if people are, there may be crossover and some people will be down with other areas and there may be other people who are like, heck no, you know, but I'm, I'm myself and I show up to the point where my business book starts technically with a, I don't know if it's really a poem, but it's like a poem, like I call it a poem. It's a poem, like, uh, structure, (laughs) (laughs) a poem, like structure, take that I'll take that it's very good by the way I don't want to give too much away because I know they the book is literally available now so people can grab it get pre-orders depending on what uh, platform they're looking for that where can they find your book speaking of which yes so you can get the book and the poem like structures within it um (laughs) on Amazon um Target Books a Million Barnes and Noble um both online and in store and and my website which um, it's cool. So yeah, I'm really, I, I can't even believe on some elements that I wrote this book. Like I can believe it because I, I did it, but there, it feels like an out of body experience almost. Like I wrote yeah. each, I wrote a chapter a week for 90 days and then just like, didn't look at the chapter again until it was time to edit. Like, I just so sometimes I go back and I read, I'm like, man, that was really interesting. That was a funny story. I forgot I put that in here. Whoa, this is good. <laughs> that's all that genius that's trapped in that beautiful, brilliant brain of yours. It was just leaking out, looking for somewhere to go. And it fell into the pages, got caught by Hay House and is now published everywhere books can be found. Truth. Truth. Super sexy. Nikki, you are such a beautiful spirit and powerful communicator, even when you're making up words, which is what I appreciate about you the most on and off air. Tell everyone where they can find you to get more. Well, you are magic and sweet. So there are a couple of places you can go. One, um, since you guys are, are listening to a show, I have a podcast called Market Your Genius. Um, shocker, you know, <laughs> the name that just keeps on giving. So uh, name is Market Your Genius of the show. I've had Nikita on the show. So definitely go find that episode and listen to it because we had a blast. Um, and then you can also reach me. I have NikkiNash.co. So NikkiNash.co. Um, and you can connect with me there. And it's probably the best way to to find all of the things. You can find best places to get the book. Um, I have blog posts, I do YouTube videos. So it's, it's literally the place where you can get more content training, uh, life lessons, and, you know, some humor all on one spot. (laughs) She is definitely not trying to be funny. She really is this person in real life, guys. Um, And I have to say that you helping people break boxes and show up fully as themselves as you evolve into the next level of yourself with through their business and their personal self is very 
crucial to how we balance boldly. It's one of the reasons that I wanted to illuminate you in this Luminaries edition of the Balance Boldly podcast, because I really do feel like the work you're doing is impactful beyond helping people just earn dollars and gain money in their business. You're really helping them step fully into who they are and who they're becoming and not feel beholden to their their past or private expectations of who they used to be. So for that alone, I honor you. Thank you so much. And I just, before we uh, kind of close out, I just have to say that I fundamentally believe that anybody can create a life they're madly in love with. And um, for some people that includes entrepreneurship and if that is your jam, then I, I love the ability to support people with my content and, and programs. Um, but honestly, it's, it's entrepreneurship isn't everything, you know, like I love it, but it's not my whole life. And I firmly believe that, you know, you have to find the way that you can live the life of your dreams without sacrificing everything important to you. And I've made a ton of mistakes along in this journey, many of which I share publicly all over the place because I'm like, yeah, I am telling you from personal experience, you know, I, I would binge work and then binge watch Marvel movies and or TV shows um, when they were on Netflix. You know, like it wasn't a healthy kind of lifestyle. My best friends were Ben and Jerry. And I think I like, had ice cream every night. It was like, so I've lived the not so... Um, luxurious life of entrepreneurship and realize that there's another way to do this thing. And it really involves um, prioritizing the things that are important with you to you and, you know, setting boundaries to create it. So I just wanted to share that with folks to know that, you know, if you are at a place where you're like, man, this is not what I thought it would look like. This is not what I want. Know that it's, it's changeable, you know, yeah. anything's changeable. Mm, girl, you know, you are, you're speaking my language. I'm trying not to jump up and down from boundaries to even Ben and Jerry's, you know, <laughs> all of it. I love you, Nikki Nash. You are a friend of the show. You are a friend of the CEO of the show, which is me, Nikita Renthigpin, for anyone who's listening. And I am so honored that you carved out this time today. Thank you so much. I can't look, I can't wait until our next conversation on and off air, quite frankly. Likewise. And thank you so much for having me here. This is like so much fun. <laughs> oh, Balance Bowling listeners, don't we just love our Nikki Nash? Yes, 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 yes. Well, clearly you will have no hard time finding her because it's quote unquote, market your genius everywhere. Just put that in into any of your search browsers on Amazon, Target, Barnes and Nobles, Google and you will come up with NikkiNash.co. So if you want more information with how on how to work with her or just to get content and go down the rabbit hole of all the great juicy stories that she shares and the words that she's making up with a little bit of humor, then make sure that you follow her because we really do stand behind Nikki and I want you to be in her equal sphere as well. So make sure you follow that. For any other questions that you have about the Balance Bully podcast, just email us at asknikita at bigpro.com or follow me at asknikita anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. But Instagram is my favorite place to play. Until next time, I want you to continue to create your balance and create your joy. But remember, do it boldly.